KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. So what is it like to sell cars during a pandemic? What are you allowed to do? What are customers looking for? How has the business plan changed? We wanted answers to all these questions, so we got a hold of Maria Pacifico. She is the president of the Pacifico Auto Group in Philadelphia, and also Tom Flynn, the general manager of Pacifico Auto Group in Philadelphia. And we kind of talked about what the last couple of months have been like and what they are expecting going forward as things continue to open up give a listen all right so we'll start with you maria we are two months in basically what have you guys been able to do the last two months kind of give us a quick primer of what it's uh, what you've been allowed to to do as a car dealership well it started out that we were closed completely then um, we were able to do service only and then it opened up into remote sales where we are not allowed to have any customers in the showroom so everything that we do has to be done online and remotely. And that's where you are right now at this point as we're speaking, correct? Yes. Yes, we are. So, Tom, were remote sales an option? Take me back to January. Could I have bought a car the way people are buying them now? Was that something that was on the table? Yes, that was at Pacifico. We like the, the, the key word is called omni-channel now, Matt. So it gives you the choice as a customer how you like to purchase the vehicle. So we've always had that available. You could have home delivery. What we learned from this, what we didn't have available is some of the in-house dealership paperwork, be able to get that signed by a customer. We could always do your numbers, let you go online, figure out where you wanted your payment. You could do that yourself as a customer. But what we learned since the pandemic is that we needed to figure out how to do, as Maria said, everything remotely. And what that means, if you ever seen all the paperwork that a customer has to sign buying a car, it could choke a horse. So you have 40, 50 documents that need to be signed. And we figured out quickly how to get that into the DocuSign uh, program. And then from there, be able to get that over the customer. So it's been a big learning experience with that. But you could buy it online. You just, we could, couldn't sign all your paperwork online. What percentage, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, Tom, what percentage was online, say, before this? Beginning to end, it was in the single digit percentage where someone would be before this kind of like we always you know would you buy a car without test driving it was always the question and 95 percent of the people would not matt 98 percent of the people since this as maria said we are 100 percent remote online every delivery we've done is 100 percent online so they will i guess when forced like all of us when we're forced to stay home or forced to do what we need to do you know we'll do what we have to do to survive or get by Maria, what have you guys learned to this point uh, about the, the company, about the business? Has it become, is it nimbler than you thought? No, I always thought we were. Um, I think that we're very lucky in our organization that we're pretty forward thinking. Um, my dad started the company. He grew up in the Depression. So I think that mentality was always instilled in me. Um, and Tommy has is, is very a quick learner and is able to, uh, has always had his kind of his, his hand on the pulse of technology. 
So I think we've always been a nimble company. You know, we survived the crash in 2008 because we were able to restructure our business really and turn on a dime. Not that I like doing business this way. Um, it hasn't been easy, but I know that we can. And so to me, you know, there are a lot of people out there that I know probably can't. There are a lot of people that have, did not have the technology that we had. Um, and by having all of that in place, it really did make this transition a lot easier for us. It was just, you know, we had maybe 20% of our staff that knew it inside and out. Now I would tell you that 100% do. Great point. Great Tom, point. you mentioned, or we've talked, you talked a little bit about, I think Maria mentioned that service was uh, open before sales were. What was the traffic like for service and what is, has it gotten back close to where it was or not really? Uh Matt, we probably started out, we were at a, and I'll, we have three, we have, we have a Ford Mazda and Hyundai store, so it's a little different in each. And it's funny, they're all right next to each other. We, we laugh, some of the customers, you know, that buy different products, you know, they're, they're, they have their own unique personalities. So in the Ford store, I would say our traffic and service was probably 50% immediately, right away. And now we're up to 75% traffic and we're still not all the way open. So you know, that's a plus. In Mazda, we were probably at a 15, 20%. And now we've gotten to a 45, 50%. In Hyundai, it was a 30%. And now we're probably at a 60%. So each customer is, you know, it's funny to think about how they look at that car buyers, but it's kind of how it is with our three stores. Tom and Marie, I'll throw this out to either of you. What's the feedback been like from customers as far as, uh, you know, buying a car in touchless delivery and going through everything. Uh, but what has been overall the feedback from people? Well, Matt, I would probably say that the customers coming in, you know, everyone's, as you would hope they are, practicing the proper social distancing. So when our customers coming in and they see you with a face mask on and they see you with gloves on in the service department specifically, and they see you with that and they see you with a spray bottle and you're wiping down their car and you're asking them when they get out of the car, hey, we're going to take care of everything. Go have a seat in the lounge. Make yourself comfortable. We have our lounge chairs. We, you know, space them all six feet apart. People feel pretty comfortable doing that. I haven't had really any pushback. I think people have gotten a lot nicer in this environment, I will say. More understanding. Everyone's not so much, you know, in a rush anymore. They come in, they understand. It takes a little bit longer to get something done because we're practicing social distancing. Uh, we're fortunate in service, too. We have a lot of technology uh, that we'd like to think was set up for this. We have a kiosk when you come into our service here. So you don't even have to talk to somebody. If you have an appointment, you can put your information on a kiosk, go have a seat. We have a texting platform. And when that's done, we don't have to come to you. We text you your information. From there, we can actually text you your repair order. And then we can actually also text you a link so you can pay your bill. So re realistically, you never really have to have any type of face-to-face -face conversation with somebody if you're comfortable with technology. Where you you get a little bit of issues with that sometimes is you start to get someone who is uh, a little bit older and not comfortable or someone who's just not comfortable with technology. It makes it a little more difficult. They want that face-to-face -face and that person-to-person -person interaction. So, Maria, your showrooms will be open again eventually. We don't know when, but <laughs> that day is coming. I am sure you've already started to game plan out what that's going to look like procedures that are going to have to be put in place. Uh, what are some of the things you're considering? What are some of the changes that you're expecting? So, you know, it's funny. We have this conversation daily, and I would tell you that sort of the outcome of the conversation is different daily because we don't know what's coming. 
I would assume that immediate in the immediate future, um, people are going to want to come in just because they haven't had the opportunity to, to be able to do that. Um, so our, our basically we look at it as making sure that we are social distance properly. Um, you know, we make sure that we clean, we make sure that we follow all the CDC guidelines. Right. And then from there it becomes, you know, can we do more of what we do online? Um, and, and for us to be able to kind of get to the point where once a customer comes in, they're pretty, they pretty much know the price they kind of have landed pretty specifically on the car that they want. And then to be able to test drive them from there, just to make sure it's the car that they want. I'm hoping that that's sort of the way it goes. I I don't know. I, I think that there's still people that are going to be completely confused and not know what they want. Uh, and I think we're going to have to adjust our process for those people. I I don't think we're going to have one process. I think we're going to kind of have different processes based on different scenarios for buyers. Well, well, listen, we would love to be able to do it. We'd love to be able to do it as much as we can remotely, just because it, it really, the one thing that people don't like is the amount of time that they have to spend in a dealership. That's every survey that we've ever gotten back that has been negative has been based on time. Yep. You know, it's kind of like going to the doctor's office when you have to sit there. Nobody wants to sit there. So I would love it if we could, you know, if people could kind of get on board with doing a lot of their research and really their legwork ahead of time so that when they come in, it's really just, hey, let's finalize the paperwork. Let's go over all the features with you, which we can really do that even online at this point. Um, There's so many videos and tutorials about all the features of the cars. Um, Not that we don't love people and we, we love spending time with them. And we do believe it's about relationships. But I think you can still build relationships virtually. I mean, a lot of what we do for after sale products um, is a virtual image. Just the way we're doing this inventory now, I would sit down with you and I would go over all the protection plans for your vehicle. And we would have a face-to-face conversation. And I, I think that that kind of helps with the relationship piece of, of you know what's going on. Tom, I don't know if there's an answer to this question, just because I'm sure your numbers are kind of all over the place and it's hard to draw comparisons and stuff. But are you noticing any shift in what people want in a car? Given the pandemic, have there been any trends that have you've kind of gone, oh, that that's interesting, but it kind of makes sense. No, Matt, that's, that is a good question. I, I don't think I can tell you. I will tell you that every market's a little different. We Maria's on a lot of uh, dealership calls. We're selling a lot more used cars in our market, so our used cars are outpacing our new cars. Where most markets, when Maria's on uh, dealer calls, they're outpacing new cars. Is that correct, Maria? Yeah. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think from everything that I'm reading about people being gun shy with public transportation and rideshare, I think we're going to see really a big shift to lesser expensive, more economical vehicles. I think that's coming. I don't think it's it's exactly here yet, but I do think it's coming. People that maybe didn't have a car for the last couple of years. I have one thing on that. I will tell you that our our customer satisfaction index regarding people who are buying cars right now is at the highest level I've ever seen it. Because as Maria said, one of the biggest issues customers had was spending X amount of hours at a dealership. Now all that time is done in the convenience of their home. We're fortunate that we give a five-day used car return policy. So if someone comes to buy a car from us, they don't have to worry about, did I get a chance to test drive it? Don't I like it? You can bring it back in five days, no questions asked. And you can exchange it in 30 for something else, no questions asked. So we leave that out to the customer. When customers hear that, they feel pretty comfortable buying a car in that matter. And Maria, we talked about, uh, you know, you hope that a lot of this can stick around going forward. Are there other things you've learned about the business that you may not have implemented at this point in a quote unquote normal situation, but that are 
things that are going to stick around going forward and, and things that are going to be tools in your toolbox you're going to be able to utilize more? You know, other than the, the DocuSign piece, I don't think that there's anything new that I've learned, but I would tell you that we were very far ahead of everybody. And the thing that kind of warms my heart is that all the things that Tommy and I had as visions um, have really come into reality at this point. So really, you know, it's hard to get people to adapt technology, even people that love technology. So for a technician to be able to take a video of a vehicle um, while he's working on it and send it to a customer, that was something that was a struggle for us. That's something that now, you know, they understand and they're accepting. So I, I think really um, it's interesting for me that normal course of everyday action, it's, it's hard to get people to adopt new things. But when you're really kind of backed into a corner and forced to do it, um, everybody has been really open and, and really willing to adapt to the technology. So for me, that's been a huge plus And it's something nice for me to see. Because, you know, it's hard. It is hard to teach old dogs new tricks. And, and we're not an old organization by any means, but we're people that are, you know, everybody's still set in their ways. So when Tommy and I come out with all these great ideas, um, sometimes it's hard. So that has been a plus, I would say, for both of us. The, the thing that has been really nice for me is that we've really seen a lot of our employees band together and take care of each other. And that's something that I've learned that, that you know, you kind of always see people standing on their own, especially in our business, because it's very um, individual, right? You're your salesperson, you're a technician, you're, you're working for yourself to bring home your living. Um, but really to see all these people come together and take care of each other and whether it was pooling hours or sharing customers or doing whatever it is just to get the job done to service people, um, that to me is something that I've learned that we really, I always knew we had a big heart as an organization, but I've learned just how, how great that is. And final question, I'll open it up to, to both of you, whoever feels more comfortable. What are you expecting or what are you planning for the rest of this year as far as sales? I'm not looking for a number, but do you think once things open up to a point where you can have people in the showroom that you might get a rush, or is that going to be counteracted by the fact that the economy is so all over the place, if, if not trending down? So I'll start if you want to jump in after. Um, I've been on a lot of calls, like Tommy said, and, and they're with dealers throughout the state um, and across state lines. And what I'm hearing is from everyone who is either in a yellow state or kind of opening up right now, that they have a lot of business. I think there's a lot of pent-up demand. Um I think the only thing that I think that could slow it down would be people's ability to have jobs and to be able to pay for their vehicles. I just was on a call this morning with a, a, a good friend and a customer, and you know he's worried about his wife with the pandemic and not being completely well. You know she's going to have to probably quit her job, and so he's trying to figure out where a new vehicle is going to fit into his budget. And you know it was a lengthy conversation, probably longer than we've ever had about buying a car. So I think that that is the only stumbling block with the economy. But all the early signs are that there's business out there. Um, I just I don't think it'll be sort of I think there was going to be like a, a little burst. And then I think it'll maybe level out a little bit. But I don't think it's going to go negative. I don't think the campaign's going to go negative. I think it's going to be positive. Yeah. My, to jump in there, I'm optimistic. I'm positive. You know, I think every day I get more and more positive. So I, I'm hoping that. You know, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm seeing out there, I'm thinking of what great new employees I can hire, you know, that there's some good people out there and we're always looking for good people within our organization. So I'm excited about what the future holds and, and 
Maria said it. We, we've learned a lesson. I think everybody, if you haven't gotten better throughout all this, then it was a wasted time on everybody. So every one of our employees pulling together, getting together, getting better, learning technology. Guys, we thought couldn't even work a mouse now or sending customer stuff through DocuSign. It's just amazing what has happened when Maria said your back go against the wall. When you need to do something, you know, the strong are going to survive. And I believe uh, that we're, we're in a great position to go forward. And I'm excited. You know, I, we, Maria and I haven't had that conversation about hiring more people we had in the past. But, you know, I'm going to stay optimistic that that's what, probably what we're going to need to do. And I'm hoping that happens in the next uh, three to four months. Matt. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.